0: Welcome to the Why You Are Game Podcast, the show where you get to hear from different people in the sports development sector sharing best practice, advice, and learning what works. On show number one, we have my colleague and friend Theo Baker from Wales Golf. Theo looks after all of the clubs in Western Mid Wales. Hey, Fee. What's going on? Are you alright? Thank you for coming on today. Um, just give us a brief update of what you've been up to. Well, there's not been much going on the
1: last 12 months, have there? No, it has no been one's, no, one's, no, no one's had much to do. Um, no, well, part of my role with Wales Golf, I look after um, West and Mid Wales, and it's been non-stop ever since uh, the 23rd of March last year. Um, we've been supporting clubs with planning to reopen, uh, government grants, general well-being check-ins, um, AGMs, you name it, uh, we've done it. And uh, it's certainly, certainly a different to normal sport development, that's for sure.
0: Yeah, 100%. I mean, obviously we we work together, so we, we kind of got an understanding of what's happening. But we know a lot of people within the sector and we're like so, so much more active than what they're doing at the moment. We're going to reap the rewards of that moving forward. What do you think?
1: Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, we've been really blessed and lucky as a sport that um, we are outdoors and the natural nature of it lends itself to meet the current restrictions. Um, I, th- I do feel really for the other sports, the other organisations that might feel without a purpose at the minute um, because, you know, there's not really an end in sight for them to to get out of this. Um, but yeah, it's been... It's been crazy it's been fun it's been challenging it's been a bit of a roller coaster but yeah as golf we've 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 worked we've worked really hard um, I feel really proud to like be a part of this organization with with everything that we've done we've got a hell of a team uh, that have non-stop just just given as much as we can
0: yeah I think that the position that we took at the first lockdown in terms of staying on board and and the leadership that we've had from from our um our superiors type of thing um, has been fantastic in terms of allowing us to continue to be there for the clubs. And they've really appreciated having that um, contact and that voice for them moving forward. I think it's given them the opportunity to get all their ducks in a row. I imagine a lot of other sports clubs and institutes that haven't had the opportunity to have that feedback and that support from their NGBs are going to be nowhere near ready to actually get back into the game once, once they're allowed because of the, the risk assessments and everything else that we're doing in supporting clubs, the financial situation that we're supporting clubs with. I mean, what's the, what's the figure that we're roughly supporting them with now and help them gain?
1: Well, some, of the, some of the clubs, you know, you take out the furlough scheme, you're talking nearly £40,000, £50,000 worth of government grants. They've been available to the majority of our clubs um, and ongoing. Um, it's been amazing. And so I think it's really, really important to say, like, the leadership from the organisation, they've led from the top um, and they've run into battle um, with this. It's been, well, like I said, it's been really an honour to have, like, the opportunity to to support golf and sports as you know i'm a keen golfer but to have that passion shown from the top down has been infectious and um you know you you follow suit with this you follow suit and they've been amazing
0: yeah definitely i know you um obviously got a background in judo and stuff like that have you heard of stuff that's happening in other sports
1: i say um whereas golf lends itself to social distancing and Sort of these current regulations, stuff like judo unfortunately definitely doesn't. Um, from I, I only so many days in a week I can't train and like I'd like to with that anymore, but they haven't started back since last March. I don't think in any any capacity, shape, or form. Um, they've just been doing sort of online sort of sessions and stuff. And um, yeah, I feel for them, man. I don't know how they're gonna, you know, I'm very lucky. My previous judo club, mainly Judo Club, what a. What a community, what a family, literally a family-run club. No doubt there's always been something in the water there that will keep people engaged, but God, it's, I just don't, don't know how they've done it. It's so hard.
0: Yeah, definitely. And we're seeing, like, especially in golf, we, we've we seen in the first uh, reopening a, a massive influx of other sportsmen and women coming into the game. Yeah, um, yeah. I think that's going to be the same now when we go back because there's still going to be them sports that are... Uh, a little bit more risky to go back to uh, so we're going to see that huge boom again hopefully in golf um how do you think the clubs are doing in terms of uh, marketing to these and then also giving them the um the flavor that they want to stay in the game do you think they're doing doing well with that i think
1: in so, to some respect you know the clubs the standard of marketing has improved significantly uh, as technology improves as stuff becomes more accessible standard just gets better um, but they're doing a really good job I think <laughs> the government guidelines on Covid they, they mark its goal for us yeah. um, to a certain degree because it's the only thing you can do and I think for any other sports out they're listening we're just looking after them for you by the time they come back <laughs> um, we're just keeping them active so that when they're ready they can come back to your sports there's enough people to go around to ensure all sports are, are thriving.
0: Yeah, 100%. And, that, and it's just that fact. It's just helping them with their, with their mental state as well because so many people use their, their football or their rugby just to, for enjoyment, yeah, but also something to do on the weekend to get out and just to burn off some some calories. I mean, I haven't played five-a-side now for probably 18 months, but that's probably the only exercise I ever, <laughs> I ever really enjoyed doing. So now I have to look elsewhere to get a bit of fitness in and walks and stuff like that. But it's just difficult not being able to go and do that um, in terms of um, Sports development and stuff Obviously we, we, We're in a more digital Climate now as well So how could other sport? How, how have being in a digital climate Helped us in golf Really um, Help us achieve our goals
1: uh, so, uh, I think Just the, the amount of people we can support In any given day has gone through the roof Um so I cover quite a rural part of Wales where um, some people joke that you're two and a half hours from everything um, so you know when there's a lot of travel involved that that's a lot of dead time even taking phone calls and stuff you can't share documents or take notes it, it, it's challenging whereas obviously being working remotely working from home um, you can support more and more people and I think that's the key word throughout this um, is support people have just wanted to know clubs have just wanted to know that there's Hopefully a friendly face, a friendly voice at the end of the phone or the end of an email um, and that they can take comfort in that. And, and you know, the ethos with with Wales Golf has always been if, if we don't know the answer, we'll find someone that does. So they can place a lot of trust in us that, you know, we'll do our best to get them the answer that they need or, or
0: want. Yeah yeah definitely and they they like i said it's been so like you said there's be, it's been so valuable to the golf clubs in keeping them ticking over um they definitely feel like they they're ready to go now and they they just can everybody's waiting for the act for now just to open us up and, and let us uh, get back onto the golf course in terms of the digital nature of um of where we find ourselves right now what would be your top tips in terms of is there any uh, resources apps or, or programs that you would recommend that would help sport clubs to just um, be active and operational really
1: I think everyone's probably zoomed out by now but you know any sort of online meeting platform has been really good um, those that are worried about a 40 minute sort of zoom you know if you use something like Google meet as unlimited and, and you know you, you can save costs there. Anything that you can do to just universally share documents and stuff, so whether it's using Google Docs and you can share live documents, anything that's going to make it easier for people to work. Um, whilst the digital side of COVID has been beneficial, um, and I'm someone who's more than happy for things to improve technically and techn- with technology, um, it has robbed us of that personal interaction. Um God, I miss going to clubs and just getting a vibe for what the environment's like at that club. You know, when you're at, at home on a Zoom, you, you it's 2D. You don't see reactions, body language. Um, and, yes, yeah, oh, it, it is tough. And I think, you know, moving forward, I'd like to see a blend. Uh, so, si, what do you think? Have you found it?
0: Yeah, I mean I've I've actually enjoyed it. In terms of like not spend well, my podcast hours and my audiobook hours have been obliterated. Obviously, all the travelling we did four hours up to, to Wrexham for an hour and a half meeting and four and a half hours back, you, you kinda get through a few books doing that every day. But um so yeah, on that front I, I kinda miss it. But we're so much more productive. I mean, just being at home and not being in the office, although I do miss all the camaraderie and and the banter and stuff, you're just so much more productive because you can focus, you can put your headphones on and crack out a few tasks before, um, before anybody's interrupting you and stuff like that. So that's been a, a positive in terms of the digital stuff. I think obviously Zoom, um, the integration of teams, I don't think we ever would have got to the level we're at with it now as an organisation if we didn't have COVID. I know there was a few mm. technophobes within the team that now a whiz is on teams and everything's getting shared and um and just having good Wi-Fi, I think, has been yeah. um a blessing being at home. Obviously, you know what the office Wi-Fi is like, so yeah. Yeah, and, and I, on, on that
1: point, out. on that side, um, I don't know about you, but I think whilst being technically advanced is is really valuable, certainly in this instance where it's non-negotiable. You have to be remote. You have to be reactive. Everything has to be quite snappy. Certainly if it's, God, when golf reopens, fingers crossed, um, when, you know, it's government grants, you've got to be, you know, bang, bang, bang on the, on your emails, just firing stuff out. That side of tech is fantastic. I think what we, we've lost from this, time, um, this period of time, certainly in the office, is that unwritten stuff that you learn, the stuff that probably doesn't get put on a work program. The stuff that isn't um, a KPI, just being pulled into, a, like a, just having a conversation around schemes and programs. It has to be a Zoom meeting, and we all know how much you know we fatigue from those. Um, I said that two D, just trying to gauge that someone's okay. I think it's really challenging. Whereas, you know, when you're back in the office, and I don't expect to go back to, you know, office Monday to Friday working hours, but just that a blend of it will make such a difference because. I think ultimately as Wales Golf, our biggest strength is us as a team, as individuals. And to be able to see each other again in person, um, albeit, you know, I know our colleagues in North, um, they don't see us that much, but just to be able to have that personable interaction, I think will, it'll boost my, um, my my general feelings around everything and it'll, it'll always give me that little spring.
0: Yeah, 100%. I mean, I, I've i never seen so much of Dylan Kim since I've started mm. working for the organization. But yeah, I, we definitely miss that um, creative collaboration that is off the cuff. That, like mm. when you said, we, we're sat next to each other in the desks and we're, we're talking about a different topic. And you have that little uh, light bulb moment goes off. You don't get that, obviously, being sat at home. And then when you go to a Zoom call, you're going prepared with inside the box thinking and you 're really thinking outside the box on there, I suppose, because there's not that stimulation of conversation but um yeah, I think there's gonna be what 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 do you think about um what's the what does what's the predictions what's the future hold for office working being on the road, going out to clubs
1: I think it'd be blended um I think the issue at the minute is the expectation that you can jump from one meeting to one meeting. So, you're nine to 10, 10 to 11, and you just zoom, 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 where there's no time for reflection. Um, there's no time to action stuff. There's no time for your own sort of quiet headspace. Yeah. Albeit, I might do a lot of driving um, when I go to my clubs, being based in Newport, clubs, you know, nearest clubs in Swansea. But actually, that, that quiet time is really valuable for me because um, I think, oh, you know, who am I meeting today? And I think, oh, how you think, oh, how do I sort of speak to that person? What does this person like? Whether it's around technology and you've got to really break it down or if it's someone that's like me, really animated, you've got to, you match that sort of level of, of almost excitement for things. I think, yeah, it will be a blended approach and I, and I go back to your recommendations. Um, don't schedule back-to-back Zoom meetings. Give yourself 10, 15 minutes, get up, go
0: for a walk. Well, that, that's that's to, what that's what I was going to come in and say then is about don't schedule. That's a great tip, I think, because um, I try to schedule um, my blocks of uh, meetings that I've originally fill um, at nine a.m., um, midday, two p.m., and four p.m. And then once they're all taken, then I'll schedule if needed. The, the, the hours in between that. So um, I always kind of got a, a bit of a break and I think that's important and that's helped me get through lockdown. Like when I hear uh, you, obviously you're a lot busier, you've got so many more clubs, plus you're doing two roles in like in in one. So you've got so much more going on. Um, but yeah, having that that time to reflect and to action, because I always like to follow up a meeting or a call with with a follow-up email straight away or within a within an hour or so of that. So they got all the information and they're not waiting around for for me to get back to them and you, and you're chasing the your tail. So that's a great tip there. Um in terms of when we get back now and back open, what's the what's the development plans for golf?
1: Get ready for it. It's gonna be busy. Um, there's so much research out there on how you know golf has had a significant boom in participation. Um plant for clubs are just trying to trying to manage demand and expectation um, you know with this lockdown if I'm not wrong is the longest one we've been in as we sit here at the end of February um, people have been like a coiled spring for a lot longer um, certainly people seem to be more polar, polarized by anything that's put out there and their reactions are are as strong as ever Um I think people have just got to get ready for for demand and you know managing members, managing their expectations, ensuring that there's where possible equal sort of demand and access to golf clubs and just being really organised. You know our clubs have done a fantastic job throughout this pandemic. You know I've been lucky enough when we've been open to go to a few because obviously I play, but the way they've coordinated things, the way they've made participants feel safe, you know it's it's, it's an incredible operation. Um, and you know they've just got to obviously look after themselves. Doing that, a lot of managers have been homeschooling, um, and I've seen how hard that is from seeing the team. Um, they've been furloughed. They've been going back to year six maths, which um, which I don't think I'd fancy at the minute. Um, and they've uh, it's, it's been tough. So for them to go from zero to a hundred when we reopen is going to be tough for them. So yeah, managing expectation, managing members. Um, and, you know, getting ready for hopefully a, a great summer.
0: Yeah, homeschooling is definitely, definitely um, an eye-opener. For starters, i I got a four-year-old and the stuff that she's got to do and the amount of work that she has to do on homeschooling is massive. But um, it, it kind of gives you an appreciation of what all those teachers and stuff actually do with classes full of 30 kids and, and stuff like that. It's just crazy. It's crazy. Um, and getting that through but Mm. yeah just part and parcel of of it at the moment and then we're all learning and every day is a school day for us at the moment in lockdown because of this uh this new way of adaptation i suppose for everything that Mm. we're doing but i think golf clubs when we go back that the they're gonna have some real challenges like you said a lot of them have been on furlough so it's getting back into the speed of it but i'm sure their members are not going to allow um, there's many time to rest. Is going to be non-stop action from start to finish, um, and especially... I think their
1: expectations mate are going to be through the roof. You know, yeah. the unfortunately, you know, we get more extreme winters and weather conditions now. So, whilst golf courses have been untouched, um, it's chucked it down. We've had we've had so much rain, so much snow. The product may not be what they want, but you know, certainly from seeing the work that our clubs have done. Oh, just If the members can give them a little bit of time, they're going to be in for a great summer with the work they have done.
0: I imagine the courses are going to be beautiful as well, not being played throughout the winter and destroyed.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, you know, when I play uh, my golf club, when I play in the winter, it looks like I've sort of been swimming in the mud. Um, I promise you I haven't. But yeah, they've probably needed a well, they've needed a rest. They needed a rest last winter. Uh, they needed a rest after the busy summer. Um, and this, this period of time now should be seen as a positive um, in making sure that, you know, come competition time, we've got the best condition courses that we can.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, in terms of our development programmes and stuff, what do you? what's your predictions there? Do you think that how well is new, to, new to Golf? Is it going to take a hit? Are we going to get um, the same clubs doing it? Is there going to be the availability of... Um... Of spaces and that demand?
1: Well, I think, um, I think we'll get, I think they'll be busy. Uh, I think they'll follow the same sort of trend as the general sort of rounds played in golf. I think my personal view is, I think there could be a huge surge in junior golf. I think um, juniors probably didn't take up that many sort of new sports last summer because they were hopeful. Uh, you know, every three weeks were hopeful that something improves. Um, and I don't think kids have obviously had that, sort of football, rugby, gymnastics, hockey, swimming, back as frequent as they would like. Um, so you're talking nearly a year out from sport and physical activity. Parents might want their kids to do something new and that's where, you know, golf can step in and provide a, an alternative for them.
0: Yeah, definitely. I think we're going to see that trend across across all age all categories of, of golf mm-hmm. because because um, we're going to be marketing our new to golf um, pr- product during a time where their traditional sports are not even nowhere near being back open. Like you take like judo exam for example, or swim pools and uh, gymnastics, team sports, indoor team sports. So all of those active people um, who once thought, Oh, I, I won't mind trying golf one day instead of playing netball or instead of doing this, uh, they're definitely going to be filling up the new to golf groups. Um, it's just whether we got enough time in terms of um, getting them out on the course and, and uh, having a go um, is going to be the the trickiest thing. I think that's where our our real challenges is going to be. And
1: in terms of the real challenges um, for golf, I think, again, it's going to be managing numbers. um, With this, there could be such a demand that you might run out of weeks in the calendar. And I think it's, you know, as, as long as clubs provide a great initial experience of golf, whether they sustain that short-term, I mean, that, that's not controlled anyway. But if you give them that foundation, you plant that seed, the golf is fun. It's not necessarily following the lines of the stereotypes that are out there. Um, and in a lot of cases, golf clubs are hubs of the community. Uh, golf clubs are, I can some clubs that are the biggest employers in the area. You know they're giving people their livelihood, their income, they put food on the table. Um, I don't think we we deserve the rap that we get sometimes.
0: <laughs> we definitely don't don't deserve it, and especially the work that uh, obviously we've done compared to compared to others and um, and what they've experienced. I think, yeah, but uh, you'd always get that. You'd always get people that uh, don't understand the full situation anyway. So that's the way it goes in terms of um i think where development is going to um kind of suffer a little bit in terms of so we run so many events we put golf clubs in our mass audience events the the amount of people that we were that enabled us to put golf clubs in their hands to, for the very first time and to try it is going to it's going yeah. to suffer so i think there's going to be a real um a real lag in terms of that initiation of Having a go at golf or that first experience, where so many people would uh, pick up a golf club, whether it be like the the Celebrity Cup at the Celtic Manor or or, or a street games event or something like that, it, it just um, I don't think these things are going to be getting off the ground in 2021. So we miss them opportunities, but I'm sure we'll find other ways. And I think the the new to golf is definitely going to be well well received um, in the sporting development in the sporting calendar. An opportunity.
1: around. Oh, definitely. And I think as well, clubs are probably um, in a better position now to showcase their value to new members as well because they've had to justify it to the existing ones. It's a lot more, it's a lot fresher. It's, a, it's at the forefront of their minds in terms of showing value, retaining them. They know how important each, each member's penny is to keep the operations going. And yeah, I, I'm excited. Um, I'm excited to see sort of the fruits of the club's labors now um, it's gonna be uh, it's, it's gonna be a hell of a ride this summer
0: yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a busy one but busy is good because uh, everybody's happy and smiley because the, we're achieving stuff and it makes the time go faster as well so I think there's gonna be some some real good opportunities to learn um, and hopefully there'll be some stuff that uh, some positive opportunities to, to take from being in a pandemic and being under certain restrictions that will enhance the game when it's back to normal mm. and will enhance development when it's yeah. back to normal, and hopefully all sports get mm. them opportunities to learn from the, the from from COVID nineteen and the restrictions they find themselves mm. in now. Um, in terms of um, score-based provision, what do you think it's going to happen there? Well,
1: I think we got a bit of time to wait there. Um, I'm I'm I'm. I'm I am a cup half full all the time. It's more like three quarters. I would quarters. say more than half full. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think we'll probably get something towards the back end of the year. I think this side of this current school year is probably pushing it. Um, I think, you know, when we go back in September, the, you know, the, the vaccination rate in Wales, I think what they predict this weekend, you know, by the 1st of March, they will have done over a million people in Wales. It's amazing um so I, I i'd be hopeful that by the time we've all had two jabs we we can offer some sort of school provision i know our clubs have burst to do it as well um yeah. so many clubs had these plans to and or starting to engage your local schools and, and make themselves more um prominent in the local community um yeah i think a little bit longer a little bit longer what about you what do you think we'll be back do you think we'll have more of an in or do you think it'll be harder in the long term
0: I think it depends on the leadership of the schools and the local authorities that them schools are based in. I think there'll be a a fair split of, for every one or two schools, for every one school that says, no, we're not having outsider coaches coming in, there'll be one or two that say, yeah, it's okay, let's get them back in. I think it's down to the Risk analysis of that individual that's leading and making the decisions on a school level. I don't think there'll be a a blanket on no, you can do it. I think it'll just be down to the individual school and their decisions whether or not to allow outdoor out mm. outdoor coaches to come in. And some schools, I suppose, and are more blessed than others with teachers that are capable of delivering high standard of uh, physical activity. Um, and others p- possibly do have to lean on the uh, on an external workforce. So I feel like that we're gonna we'll, we'll get some successes there. But obviously, it's just finding those um, those schools. Um, and then in the, in terms of this year, in terms of our events, um, what sort of uh, junior offerings do we have? Have go- is the junior golf tour still happening this year? Golf six. Yeah. Events? So.
1: Yeah, I think um, in terms of everything bar community uh, and mass audience, so when we go and, and we team up with a local authority, we team up with we had sports development teams and, and and jump into their multi-sport, everything bar those, unless they, they, they run in, will be off the ground. So we'll have everything from the Wales Mini Masters, uh, seven junior events across Wales for essentially as close to beginners as you can get, progressing all the way through to... A bigger Ping Welsh Junior Tour than ever before. Um And, you know, working with the Golf Foundation will be expanding our intra-club and inter-club provision significantly. We're planning ahead for a hectic 2021. Do you think golf will sustain it through the 22? What's your, what's your thoughts, you know,
0: forecasting ahead? I suppose I think they're going to come out of the back end of this stronger. They're going to be able to deliver the customer experience even better they'd have had hopefully the best clubs or, or clubs that want to improve and those that are really passionate will have used this time to brush up their skills to learn new skills to um better understand their guests and members and then reshape their offering to to suit them so i think I know that's what I've done with my business personally is that we've utilized this time and leveraged this time to make sure that we're better coming out of it. So I think most of the golf clubs would have done that. And also us as an organization uh, uh, have been supporting them with different bits of information and also the workshop and our education programs that we roll out to golf clubs are also going to help enhance and, the offering and help them maintain their momentum going into 2022. Who knows what the circumstances are going to be like in 2022. Nobody really can, can say what's going to happen and uh, what restrictions are there is going to be, et cetera. So we'll roll with the punches and we'll be there behind them every step of the way, giving them the right uh, information and uh, supporting all of our affiliated clubs to, to maintain it. And, um, overcome any challenges they see but in summary of all of that I think that uh, clubs are only going to get stronger Um the offering is only going to be better and those clubs that um, survive COVID and the financial impacts because is huge for golf clubs in terms of the stuff that they've lost are going to come out with a better offering and a better experience for their golfers Definitely. You're in for a treat, I think, Fee?
1: Yeah, I I hope so, mate. I hope so. And uh, I think going back to an earlier point around digital, um, I think, you know, with the the introduction of the World Handicap System, getting all members of clubs used to using an app, um, the digital opportunities for the sport are huge now. um, And they've almost been forced upon us a little bit. Um, So change is good in my eyes um, and it'll continue to help evolve and develop the sport
0: yeah definitely I think obviously like you, like you said there's some of the stuff being forced upon them but these things definitely um, for those that really really have a go at it really will get a better experience out of it and uh, make things a lot smoother for them okay let's call an end to this one then see? it's been good yeah, Been mate. A good yeah, a yeah, yeah. the world to rights.
1: Oh, mate, that's what we're missing with our car journeys. We yeah, definitely. It, one trip to Swansea, mate, we change the world twice.
0: <laughs> we change it one way and then change it back. It was <laughs> Absolutely.
1: <that good. laughs> uh, no, no, thanks for having me on, mate. I'm you know, always keen to support and help out uh, a mate, let alone a work colleague. So uh, anytime.
0: Yeah, definitely. And um, possibly a guest co-host when needed I think for you be bringing you in it's good to have I think a couple of people um, a couple of people's perspectives and obviously you bring it from a more athletic perspective than I do so <laughs> it'll be good to see you from that avenue so uh, yeah cheers thanks again and I'll uh, see you Monday have a nice weekend mate
1: and you cheers I. Si. bye mate